you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. This is Melissa. And this is Dane. And we're really happy to be back with you again. Summer is going quickly already, right? Yeah, and the weeds are popping up everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So we're recording this in June, and we've had 18 inches of snow this month, and... 90 degrees, which is as hot as I can remember it being on this range, right. all in the same month. I, I don't know. It's kind of kind of crazy going in here. We've been busy. We got all our hay in for the year. My Arizona ranch is so expensive on hay right now that it just takes my breath away. And I was talking to the guy that we've bought hay from for, gosh, what, 10, 11 years down there now. Really good hay supplier. And he said they sold, I don't know if I told you this or not, but he said they sold 100,000 acres to Dubai. And that's like where most of the hay is grown in that part of California for all the people that need hay. So our hay bale went from 6,200 a semi-load to 9,800 a semi-load. Mm. It's been really, really hard. And I know I know everything's going up. Like, are we buying anything right now that they don't say the price has gone up? Yeah. I feel like nothing. Everybody's shorthanded. The price has gone up. We're in that state right now doing that. But we got our hay in. I was glad I contracted early with that guy. It's beautiful hay. And then you've been busy mowing. Yeah. Mowing, mowing, mowing. Mowing, mowing, and more mowing. Yep. Spraying for weeds and getting things squared away, you know. Yeah. And once I'm finished, it's time to start back up again. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We had some of our farm help that needed to move to California to help her mom, and they were here for a couple years helping us feed and clean and do stuff on the ranch. And so they had a trailer that belonged to them. So they've taken their trailer now with them, of course, because it belonged to them. So we've been busy. We bought a new trailer. Not right, new, but a yeah. nice trailer, yeah. nice trailer to put in there. And now you're going to put a skirt around it, and we're going to put a patio in and make that look nice. So yeah, that whole area. We have a new gal that's here with her hubby, Amanda, and we're really excited to have her. She's a really good horseman and is enjoying already just kind of helping us take care of the place. So that's been fun for sure. And I am what. I think of is in the heart of my teaching season and in the Gestalt training, the equine Gestalt training program that I run, I'm doing nine or ten of these core trainings this year. So I've done four. I have five yeah. to go. So that's that's really good. So in the program, you're talking about core. What exactly does core mean? Oh, good idea. Because you know, but right, right. People don't know. You're right. I use that, and I need to probably define that just a little bit. Well, students come on Wednesday at 4 p.m. and and they meet in our corporate office in the basement of our home. We have our staff offices, a library, a kitchen, a bathroom, my office, and a big general workroom down here. So they come up here to start and we do what I think of as sort of having everybody come into a container, meet each other, break the ice, and some didactic training that night to understand some of the vocabulary of Gestalt how it works, developmental stages of human development, just different pieces of the training that we can do there. Then we're in the barn, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And core is what I think of as the core of the program. It's the hands-on training with the horses. It's the gestalt work. So this last week, I had 10 students from all over the country and Canada, and they came together 
and began work with me on Thursday morning doing gestalt pieces of work either on their personal life with me personally working with them or for my more senior students they do the coaching I'm supervising and they're coaching some of them that have just come in what a great group it was a really fun oh group. yeah it was really a fun, fun, fun time really fun group and they're a lot of work and I'm tired afterwards but everybody learns a lot we do a lot of what are called dyads where they get a chance even at their very first core to do a piece of coaching they learn a ton about what horses are saying as healers and how they move their bodies to show certain things with healing and what to do as a coach if they feel their horse isn't responding to the coaching for some reason. I mean, just so much stuff. They love it. They just eat it up and the horses were great. So too. you guys aren't doing any riding or anything? No, I've been riding though. You know that. Yeah, I got a chance yeah. to get out and trail ride, which was really good. My new schedule is a little lighter and so I'm loving being able to get on Raphael and go trail ride. Really grateful to have that horse in my life. I got him through the Twombly family in Nebraska and he's phenomenal. You know that yeah, yeah. besides you and my beloved dogs, that horse is probably on the top of that list. So um, what are you saying? I'm like fourth in the pecking order? <laughs> now don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. So, <laughs> most days you're number one. Some days you're number four. How about that? I'll just I'll just kind of leave that at that. But I wanted to thank you too, babe, because it was a beautiful weekend, and uh, I think it meant a lot to everybody that you did that barbecue for us. So. Oh yeah, I love doing it. I mean, Good. I sort of get nervous before, you know. I want to make sure everything's done right. You you're know? a great yeah. host. You are a great and, uh, host. I really, really, really enjoy it. You know, just uh, getting to meet everybody personally, get to hear their stories, share some my stories seeing each other on a personal level yeah, yeah absolutely and you're you're such a big part of their experience as well I'm glad we added it we added off one of our barns we added a big concrete patio and found these incredibly beautiful picnic tables that are too heavy to even talk about but they seat like 10 people to a table they're huge and then we have a commercial barbecue that came off of the Arizona ranch many 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 moons ago up here to Colorado and it, it's a fun barbecue everybody mentions that big barbecue it's like what you'd see in a a western steakhouse kind of that has an outdoor steakhouse feel to it i got it in arizona when a restaurant was going out of business and i'm so glad i've moved that dumb thing to each each place i've moved but it really does help out a lot boy it really gobbles up the charcoal but it's good but it's nice it is super nice yeah you could do it with mesquite or something like that if you wanted to but yeah it's fun and so that it adds a lot because we've done this what i call deep process gestalt work all day Thursday, then deep process gestalt work all day Friday, then Saturday we shift into learning different things like family sculpture and working with metaphors that people have and working with parts of self and their polarized self. It's just a lot of stuff. The Saturday's a little lighter day and by Saturday night they're ready to laugh and have fun and a lot of camaraderie and and pal around and so going to a restaurant is usually kind of a bummer because you know, we can't hear each other and right. there's people there. And, and this, it just builds our community. Right. And know? then it start what, we started at five 
Yeah. And I ended up hanging out with the group <laughs> until about 11. Well, you yeah. do. I cave in early. I cave in about 7.30 or 8 because I'm tired by Saturday night on that whole routine. But gosh, I think you came in at 11. Yeah. yeah. And and had had just finished up. So, but thank you for doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. Because you do a great job with it. Salads and beans and like everything. It was just so fun and hamburgers and stuff. So it was great. And the dogs like it. So it's good. It's always good. To me, thinking about, you know, thinking about the program and maybe I get sentimental this time of year with the program because I don't think that you nor I when we talked about my starting this in 2008 could have imagined a community this size this loving this healthy this connected my I don't think it was and I'm a visionary and I don't think that this community was really part of the vision for me yeah I'm assuming this is my assumption okay. that you would train everybody and then they would pretty much go out on their own and right. you would give them some assistance. But And ne- they do. Right, do right. That. But never in our wildest dream would we know that we would see these people year after year after year Absolutely. after year. Absolutely. They become like family. I mean, exactly. We've had a couple of people that have been sort of traitors in the mix, maybe, so to say, that have taken what they could get from me and then kind of been not so honest about it as they moved out into the world. You know, one of our early grads has done that recently and it was painful for us. But for 99% of the people that have come through, they've been really grateful and we're grateful to them. It's just been such a good camaraderie. But I was just looking at some of the ways in which it became a community because we started with six people and six months later we added nine and six months later we had 18 in and it just kept building and building and building and building to the 275 you know that we have now and I I was reflecting on different things like I have a friend of mine in the community a graduate who she put her horses in her trailer and left Maryland to drive out to Colorado and she stopped in trail road with different graduates she had met in the herd all the way across the country and back. You know, that's pretty special, you know, to build those kind of lifelong friends like that. So I guess one of the things that you did create to create a community is our annual summit. Yeah. And I think even with that though, I saw it as an opportunity to bring some people together to further their business understanding because I'm an entrepreneur by heart as you know and I wanted to make sure and I still to this day make sure that people who are certified out of this program can actually go out and make a living with it you know it's not not just a certificate they hang on the wall but it's actually something they can go out and do as a business and a practice so summit started that way for me we had 23 people at our first summit and that included staff that included you and me 23 so that meant there was probably 17 you know plus plus actual staff and you and I so now we're 180 or so at the dinner at night on Saturday night we call it dinner in the dirt and it's a huge group and that's usually represented Representing a small portion of the community, but all those that can come out to Colorado in September do. And gosh, the speakers are so good. And again, just the camaraderie and the connection and the training and all of that, it has really built our community and, and that community feel. Right. And as far as part of the community, people are just sharing their experiences in a positive way. Yeah. Absolutely. It's sort of like a non-competitive type 
atmosphere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where everybody is saying, well, this worked, this didn't work. I've tried this, I tried that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's been important to me that if when they were finished that they felt they had a question about a client or how to do something. So, you know, I do my office hours on Tuesdays and I do 20 minute calls with anybody in our community that needs assistance or even to celebrate something, you know, with me, whatever. And I do the marketing calls for the graduate community. And then they have by section of the United States, they have leaders that have stepped up that take them through all kinds of discussions around what's the important expo in our area and what would be a good thing for us to do you know as a community and we have one in Canada so yeah just whatever we can to have it feel very much a part of the group and where we are it's been really rewarding for sure right I think about the community too one of the things I would say that has made a big difference some of these things I think I did by accident maybe not maybe I thought them through but I couldn't have seen ultimately where they would end up is over the years we've had beautiful coaches in our community that have coached our students so from the get-go I planned it that everybody that comes through the program has a coach that works for TBA for our company. And that coach spends a half an hour with them every other week talking about how are they keeping up and do they have other questions and where should they be putting their focus according to their vision and what they want to do with the certification. And that lineup of coaches, not just presently, we have a great group right now, but over the years from the get-go, from the beginning of Peggy and Bob MacArthur, to Marsha Brusick, and I don't want to start naming them all, but I mean, so many fantastic people that have coached for a year or two years for us, and some five or six. Marsha's been with us now, I think, um, 10 years doing that coaching job, and of course, Peggy has. So to me, I'm thinking that really helped with the community as well. Oh, yeah. You know, for them to feel like they have that guiding person kind of in addition to everything else that's going on. Now, we, since we did our last recording of these podcasts, we went through the anniversary of our loss of Molly, which was January 3rd. Some podcast recently was about Molly and Corey's story. So it's always a really tender, you know, time of year for me. It's a time that I try to take a little time for myself off because I never quite know emotionally, you know, where I'm going to be. But during that time, maybe that's where this topic of community came to me. And I thought it might make a podcast was its community that got us through that. I mean, certainly you and I pulled together at the loss of her and Corey. Certainly we had some family members that were very important. Your son, my son, all of that. Everybody pulled together. But it was really people from this community that showed up, hung with me, kept me on the rails, you know, sent things, did things, said things. It was just an amazing experience to yeah, feel I, so I, loved. I totally agree. By the community. I mean, and the, the good thing is is that the community just doesn't point to one person. It, it's in whoever's in need. Right. The community rallies around it. Right, right. When it was me, I am doubly, triply blessed because I felt like everyone understood and and really gave us a lot of support. So that helped a great deal. I know that other things that have transpired in our life when we've moved... You know, just all kinds of things that have gone on have been really important. When you lost your dad, when 
you know, anytime. It's been this community that's really shown up right. to help us move in or to help us celebrate something or to help us right. honor something for yep. sure. Celebrate, you know, births. Yeah, you know, all uh, of it. Yeah. All of it. Loss of animals. I mean, just everything. And, of course, this last year has been a tough one for our herd because we've lost three very important herd members, which is hard. We've been pretty blessed over 15 years, going into our 15th year with it. We lost Penny, one of our students, four or five years ago, just a solid gold person, and then lost three this year in different ways and different things that have been really moving and difficult for us. But again, as a community, we've been able to celebrate their lives and celebrate who they have been and who they still are on the other side of the veil. So it's where community really comes in and where it really shows up. But gosh, so I wonder, like I talk to different people, clients of mine and such, I think, and I may be wrong, but I think the world, people out there, they're hungry for community, meaning happy, uplifting, supportive, kind, helpful, always a good word, non-judgmental, that kind of community. Right, you right. You know, is what I'm talking about. That's not following any certain doctrine. Some people might find it at their church. Some people have really large families, so they're lucky to have that family community. Other people may have a neighborhood community or something like that. However, you know, for me, I think the horse industry tends to have communities. I used to have a community in my showing and another community, you know, that was at the barn where my trainer was, that kind of thing. Maybe that's partly why people love the horse industry is they form community. Right, right. You weren't a horseman, so have you had that kind of experience? I have with uh, my rugby, oh, of, of course. course. And then I was uh, in the Masonic Lodge and I still am a mason, but... It's just a good thing. Yeah, it feels supportive and it feels good and it feels important. And if people listening here are part of our community, thank you and know that we care about you and we feel cared about by you. If you're outside of our direct TBA community and you're looking for a community, I think it's one of the blessings of horses, but it's sort of important to think about a place in which you can be authentically yourself in which you can speak your truth, in which if you're hurting, you know that you're not going to get a bunch of advice, you're going to get support. If you're, you know, in need of something that people are there for you, but also if they're in need that you can make a difference, that you can show up and feel good. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. I think one of the better things that you've done with our community is by creating this thing that we call the agreements. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, that makes it a safe place to be. Exactly. So I give full credit to Marion Head. She lives in Hawaii now. She has a book called Revolutionary Agreements. She and I are friends since I think 1994. And Marion woke up in her own life to the importance of having agreements that would keep her community and communities that she worked with healthy. So she dedicated her life to working with different in different ways and different corporate lives and political lives and stuff to figuring out how can we all agree on things so that we have a way if we get lost in the love in our community to straighten ourselves out. So I met her originally when my my ex, my husband and I were going to relocate to Colorado and I knew her through a company we both worked with and she talked about these agreements that this community had and I remember reading and looking at the agreements and thinking any people who come together to build houses close to each other and to live under those agreements would be very blessed because they were really agreements to keep people truthful, honest, caring, you know, all of that. And years later, we lived mm, a couple miles apart maybe, and she was waking up early in the morning, every morning, and downloading a chapter of this book she was writing on these agreements. It's called Revolutionary Agreements, a beautiful book. And I'm actually in one of her versions of the book for what I did with it, with horses and this community of T-Ball. I believe in them, and I love the fact Marion talks about not copywriting them. It's not one set of agreements that everybody should live by, by any means. It's a concept of agreements, and the book shows you how to find what agreements are right for your situation, or your family, or your community, or your business, or your corporate life, whatever it might be. And so we adapted them. I have one set for my employees and one set for the T-Bog community. And you're exactly right. Thank you for thinking of that because everybody signs them. We read them anytime we're together and they keep us, they keep us whole, keep us clean and, and healthy right. and good. Yeah. So if people have never thought about, well, what are my agreements, you know, with another person, I think it's a great topic and a great discussion. And and that book really leads you through. We have 10 that we use in our community that are important to all of us, for sure. So I love the fact that horses live in community. You know, we know that horses don't live well by themselves. Some person might have a horse by itself, but they love to live in herds or communities, so so to speak, of their own. We're pretty fortunate here. We have one pasture that I refer to sometimes as the Littles, and the Littles are two miniature horses, a miniature donkey who has my heart, and a miniature mule, and two alpacas. The alpacas were just sheared last week, so if you're on my Facebook page, definitely you'll get a grin by seeing the photos of these silly alpacas and getting their annual shearing. They're pretty good. They get their hooves trimmed, they get their coat sheared, they get a shot and their teeth filed down all in one day. They go through it all one time and they're done for a year and they're out there having a good time. Dude, their, their teeth were so damn <laughs> Oh, long. they were bad. Yeah, they were bad. They were, and their breath is just as bad. But that is a community in that pasture. Wild antelope jump into that pasture in the mornings this time of year. We usually get 20 or 30 antelope that jump in there across the fence, share grass with them and commune with them. You know, I'm sure there's fox and everything else out there that travels through there. But I watched 
them and they're a really sweet little community. They come up to eat, they come up to the water trough together, they scratch each other's backs, they watch out for each other. The alpacas have that goofy kind of alarm sound that they made. I always say they sound like jihadists, but they make that weird sound they make if they see something dangerous and all of them come toward the alpacas as their guardians. So I, I think the animal world does create those communities when they're given a safe place to do so, a chance to do so. Just very, very moving for us. So let's see, do our sons have communities? Yeah, Cody has a community with his biking, right? Right. He, he, right now, he's going across the northern United States. He's been biking in Michigan and Wisconsin and the Dakotas and Montana, and he's having a terrific summer. He and his wife and one of our twin grandkids are having a great summer doing that. And Kevin, of course, is... I think he has an interesting community, right? He lives in Houston, married to Paula, and every time we talk to those two, they're doing something fun. Right. They're yeah. always doing something fun. They're at a concert, or they were on somebody's boat last week. Right, in yeah. In Austin, right? Right. Or they're off to do something. They just have, they both work hard, and they work full time, and they don't have children yet, Hint, hint, if you're listening, Kevin. But they don't have kids, so they're living it up. They're having a great time doing what a young couple should do, just making friends. And every time we talk to them, they're doing what? What it, his frisbee? What's it? Frisbee golf or whatever? Disc golf. Disc yeah. golf. Sorry. Yeah. Frisbee golf. It's disc golf. It's golf with a frisbee. And uh, he loves that. It's great exercise, and he loves that. So I think they have a powerful community. Yeah. Really powerful, doing all kinds of fun things. I wouldn't necessarily want to go to the same concerts that they go to, but I'm really <laughs> glad that they enjoy it, right? That they enjoy it. So, well, anyway, it's a little different um, podcast, but sometimes I like to just share what's on my heart and what I'm thinking about. And right now, in the middle of my training season, I feel blessed, blessed, blessed to the moon to have this community. We live in a small town, about 2,500 people. We honestly, Dane and I don't know a lot of people in our small town at all because we import community. So otherwise we'd be out meeting our neighbors more, I suppose, but we know some of them, but mostly our community is this community that we've been blessed with through the training, through, right, all, through right. all, three, all three of our programs that we offer. So pretty good. If you have topics for us, we are happy to have you email to me, M-E-L-I-S-A at touchbyhorse.com. I would honestly be happy to for us to chat about anything that you're concerned with, with your horses or in your home or in your heart. We're happy to touch on those things. Um, we're looking at all kinds of different topics with horses coming up, and we deeply appreciate you tuning in to listen to our podcast. Anything else you want to say to anybody today? Can't wait to see our community again here in another week. I love it. He's, yeah. about, He's about to kiss me. It's a good thing this isn't on video. You guys don't see him kiss me all the time, so it's good. <laughs> all right. I hope you have a blessed day and you're having a beautiful summer. Our sponsor is Hope Through Horses. Please go to hopethroughhorses.com. Take a look at who they are and what they are. They are another blessing in our life. They help people who maybe need a little assistance to have an appointment with one of my graduates or actually people who are interested in training with me and need a little assistance in the tuition and also our graduates and some of their needs to get their business rocking and rolling. So we appreciate Hope Through Horses. Thank you all so much. Have a blessed day. Yeah, bye, y'all. and I'll see you next time. All right, bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. 
If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.